It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. We are live from Nick's Bar and Grill right here in the heart of Old City. What uh, many of you might have remembered as Nick's Roast Beef, but no, have been told is specifically Nick's Bar and Grill. We welcome everybody in that is uh, with us on the live stream. Of course, if you're on the podcast, whether you're on uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Pod, Spotify, the five-star reviews do go a long way. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks all with us. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? Another day, another player ripping Carson Oh, Wentz. God. <laughs> I can already tell this is going to be contentious. A, a, a day in the life. 40 minutes or whatever we're going to do. <laughs> a day in the life. I, Just I mean, keeps popping yeah. up, right? I'm, and everybody I, thinks uh, it's the same guy, and everybody thinks it's like it's always linked to Joina, uh, uh, Josina Anderson. So which, it's got to be Alshon. So it's got to be Alshon. Which or would whatever, make Alshon a complete moron because he knows everyone's going to think of him. So he either yeah. just doesn't care, or he's a moron, or maybe it's not Alshon. My, my thing is. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter. Like, obviously, the players shouldn't be doing this. I'm sure Doug doesn't want them to do it. Right. I don't think this is like the team doesn't respect Doug. I don't think it's any of that. This is now the third time in a calendar year that there has been anonymous quotes about Carson in a non-flattering light. And it's not good. It just isn't. Like, if this was coming out about Dak, Eagles fans would be like, oh, look, they're ripping his own quarterback. If this was coming out about Daniel Jones, like... It's not good that players continually rip Carson off the record. Well, they're a bunch of cowards, too. I mean, like, fine, they the can be time, cowards, like, but, fine, they're, but if like, they're telling the truth, it's a bad thing. I, I guess, but what well, is Well, they're tel- telling their truth yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, their truth matters more than almost anyone else in the sure, city. Sure, but their truth doesn't make sense to me, especially when it comes to that quote in particular and saying that you need to simplify the offense, you need to stop throwing the ball deep or whatever the hell that is. And, like, right. what does that even mean? What does it even mean? Stop throwing the ball to Nelly because he can't do it? Fine. Then find a way. That, to me, this is, this is two comments. One's about Doug and one's about the quarterback. And to me, it sounds like somebody that's either – it sounds like it's somebody's on the defensive side of the ball saying this to me. How I read the quote and, like, even Peyton Manning checked down and all that. It doesn't sound like that's somebody on the well, offense. Well, but can we all me. agree the quote is clearly anti-quarterback? Even Peyton Manning yeah. checked the ball down. Like, that is an anti-quarterback quote. Which so, is why I jumped to that conclusion. Right, right. So what I'm saying is, like, I see, I see your point about maybe it's somebody – on the defense, and if it is, and maybe they don't know everything about the, what's going on in the offense. Maybe it's a receiver that's mad about their role in it. But at the end of the day, like it just, it just is worrisome to me that they continually feel comfortable ripping the quarterback off the record. Yeah, look, I understand it, but at the same time, this is all breed, bred from losing. Like, if they win football yep. games, this all goes away. We saw it in 2017, and it wasn't Carson, but it was, oh, got to run the ball, Doug, got to run the ball. Everyone comes out ripping Doug. Isaac Samalo, <laughs> that guy should never play again. Isaac Samal didn't play much more, and the Eagles ran the football moving yeah. forward, and they won football games. And then it was the most harmonious locker room we've ever seen in yeah. our lives. So I think a lot of this comes back to right now there is a, a losing 
issue with this team and and they are not firing on all cylinders and people are finding people to blame yeah and look i think if they were four and oh and then they lost two in a row you'd be like you know what like we've seen they can be really good they're on a losing streak i don't think it speaks highly of a locker room at all when you have off the record comments from people ripping well, other players like at all but like you said it's it this comes from losing right well seven uh sorry eight and nine in their last 17 starts together with doug and carson like this is an extended track record so uh, yeah, maybe it comes from losing, but it, this isn't like a losing streak. This is just kind of who they've been over the last year. So I, I think that that's worrying. Well, look, the, look, I think the quote, the you know, even Pe- check, Peyton Manning checks down, asking it for check downs. I mean, it, it feels like a Nick Foles person, someone who who probably misses Foles. Someone, who, it's basically saying play like more like Nick Foles is what the quote is saying. Play more like Nick Foles did in this offense. Yeah, and I will I will agree with Barchard where it's kind of like the. The quote is weird to me. Like, I, I don't think the style that Carson's playing is bad. Like, I think he's he's missed throws. I think his accuracy has been an issue. But I don't think, like, his decision-making has been. I don't think there's been many throws this year where I've said, I think there have been very few. Yeah. He's, he's only a two. All right, he had the third interception in the Minnesota game, trying to come back, making a reckless throw. That was throw. a terrible throw. Right, yeah. but for yeah. the most part, he has done an amazing job protecting the football this year in a situation where... You know, he's lacked weapons to, to who have stepped up and given him space to make plays with as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, look, I have my issues with how Carson plays and some flaws in his game. But, like, I'll also say this. Very nitpicky, by the way. No, it's, it's not nitpicky. Car- Carson needs to do a better job placing the ball. That's just a fact. But, like, I will say, for as much as teammates love to rip Carson off the record, I do respect the fact he's never clapped back through the media. He never does any of that stuff. Like, what are you talking about? He had an entire sit down with you guys for like an right, but hour he and a half. He didn't clap but back. He didn't, he, he didn't he say took, anything. He took the high road. Is the point? Yeah, but my yeah. point is he's always taking the high road. He's never been like right. you know those people that say it can say it to my face and like I you know like that type of thing, right? Or or for what it's worth, when his teammates drop the ball, you never hear like look, th- I'm like I'm that. with you. I I don't love it. I don't think it's a great sign coming out of a locker room when, you know, as we talked about in 2017, I think the the fact that how the locker room was, that the way that worked was the one of the best things that team had going for them and helped them win the Super yeah, Bowl. Absolutely. So it's not great, but I think it speaks as much to Doug as to Carson. And I, for one, after the last two years when we've seen these things develop, I do trust Doug to figure it out. I trust him to handle this type of situation. Now, granted, Nick Foles was here last time, and that played a role, and they started winning with Nick, and that kind of changed the tenor of the conversation. But I do trust Doug to understand. Look, I think that's what Doug might do best, is the the relating to players, kind of creating a, a locker room environment where people feel good, feel good about each other, feel good about the team. But I agree with your, your basic point that, that this is not ideal. I agree with. And I think that the further away we get from Nick Foles' time here, a byproduct of him coming in and having so much success, granted in a short amount of time, but right. you know he led him to the Super Bowl, and then the next year he came in, and a lot of the te- team started playing better, but I think you could definitely give him the label of like save the season, right? I mean, came in, beat LA, beat Houston, took him into the playoffs, won a game. A byproduct of that is when, team, when teammates in the locker room and players in the locker room are frustrated, they, they probably sit there and go, okay, well, we won with Doug and we won with Nick Foles. So, like, I think it makes Carson naturally an easy person to point at. Even just, like, in my own opinions, I can sit here and I can say, all right, what's the deal with the, close, the slow starts? It's easy to pin that on coaching because that's, like, preparation and all that. But I've seen Doug win with another quarterback. So, I, I think that w- with Foles having a success, it does make Carson – someone easy to point the finger at when things don't go well right and i think this is a lot of what that is whether it is you know i mean granted you've lost a billion corners at this point you don't know which ones can play you've lost your uh, your, your main threat at wide receiver none of the guys are really stepping up your second round pick isn't stepping up um there's a lot of different Neither issues your first round pick from that year from oh yeah, from Derek Barnett, Barnett you're yeah. saying, and like all these other different impacts, and the, the even going back to the day previous to all this stuff, and having it voice their frustration. We're like, why don't we have Jalen Ramsey here? We know what it was going to cost. Like, what what it, what could you possibly be thinking? And we'll get into that a little later there too, because I got some thoughts on that, and I know people are for the last couple of days have been going back and forth about it. But to me, this is nothing more 
than a team that is losing and you're starting to see the cracks in it. And then if they continue losing, you're going to see more cracks in it and more people voice their opinions. And it's probably not necessarily on Carson either. It's going to be everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear something. Well, how he was was ripped in that the first Justine Anderson team that came out, that was ripping Howie. It had nothing to do with Carson. It was like like, Howie dropped the ball. Like that was point blank, which can we say? It, anonymous or not, it takes some balls to come out and rip the guy yep. who brings yeah, you in and who's in charge of shipping you out. So I'd that also some, imagine some it's pretty easy for Howie to figure out who it is. Like, we can have our own That's what I'm saying, man. I, I mean, think Howie's Howie got connections. enough connections. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that yeah. takes some, some chutzpah and maybe not the smartest thing to no. do. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it is either. And this is, you're going to see this. You, you've already seen this throughout the NFL. Russell Wilson's a prime example of, of this. Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, uh, Earl Thomas, all those guys hated him for one reason or another. Marshawn Lynch, I'm sure, is part of that group, too. I remember all the reports coming about that, um, you know, as, as they were making decisions on guys. And Michael Bennett was obviously a part of that as well. And they chose the quarterback. It's the same thing that's going to happen here. You're going to, I mean, they already did. You already chose Carson Wentz in this. And when you have guys like, I don't know. I'm not even saying, but you, you have Malcolm Jenkins who's been looking to get paid and he hasn't got paid in this. I'm sure there is frustration all over the locker room at one regard or another. Hell, we just saw this with the Steelers. You saw this with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger. They still chose the quarterback out of that. Yeah. And you are going to get teams that are going to continually choose that. And that's why I don't really long term. Yes. Is this uh, is this a big problem? Not really. No. Oh, see, I think I don't think it's a long term problem at all. Unless the entire locker room flips on Carson Wentz. Yeah. Then it's a problem. If if, if there's I, more voices and somebody goes on the record, then it's an issue. Yeah, I agree with Barger. But I, I like so everyone's going to listen to this and say like, well, Ellie, you just don't think Carson's any good. So this is how you're reading it. But like it, there's more like. I'm trying to think how to phrase this the best. Like you, you guys say, well, it's just one or two people, or you know, four or five or whatever, right? I mean, and that it's it a could small, just it could just know. be one. We don't, like, know. we don't know. Right? It could be one. It could be, it could be one it could person. Just, it could be one person. But I would just say that I think more more than likely, the the fact that you had the thing last year with him throwing the ball to Ertz too much, the Philly voice story that, uh, if I remember correctly, had two or three players quoted in that individually. Yeah. I don't remember how he broke it down, and then. Uh, this story right here, right? So, like, there's multiple examples of people within that franchise. Maybe some are coaches. Maybe some are trainers. Like, who knows who's, who Joe's... Uh, I can never pronounce his name now because I always say Joe Santalagilio. Joe Santalaquilo. <laughs> Joe Santalaquilo. Yeah. Who knows who him and Josine Anderson are talking to? But I do think that, like, there's a track record Hi, here. There's a track record here where we can sit Hi, here Carrie. and say, at the very least, there's a portion of the Novacare complex that feels seems to feel some type of way about Carson. I see I think a portion makes it sound like it's more than it is. Again, look, there's a very solid chance that it is one or two players who has an issue with Carson Wentz and that they are just yeah. speaking their own agenda, what they want to say. Well, whatever what that Fox, issue is doesn't seem to be getting solved. Well, but look, someone might how just not solve, like Carson Wentz. The, how do you solve the agenda? Yeah, well, what does that mean? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know these players. I don't simpl- know what they're How would you simplify is. this offense more? The main complaint. Let's start there. Well, how would you simplify this offense? Whoever the whoever they feel, whoever said this to Josina. I'm just asking you. Look, oh, what, my, I, I don't think you need to. I think the offense just Doug and Carson need to be better. And like obviously the drops have been an issue, but, but like. You, Doug and Carson have to be better. They're the head coach and the quarterback. Look, what we just talked about how this is incredibly stupid for this person, and it's obviously the same source who did, said the thing about Jalen Ramsey. Right. Yeah, how incredibly stupid that. it is for this person to call their GM out, and then we're just going to be like, oh, well, this stupid person is calling out Carson Wentz. Let's take that one seriously. Let's look at this and say how, how what this person thinks is what is emblematic of the rest of the team. But I feel like it's almost like... It's like attacking a whistleblower because you don't like right like w- like we're trying to figure out it flaws could, it, in this it person. It could be, but we don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. But, it's like, the, but this isn't a first time thing. This is now the third time. So there's a track. Well, record two were at the same time. Like the Santa Laquito Ertz thing was all part of the same thing. No, wasn't. they were like months apart. The Ertz thing was during the season. The uh, Santa Laquilo thing, if I remember correctly, oh, yeah, was after right. the season, after. right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So. So it's three separate occasions where there's been stories where people have come out Rip Carson. And to John, John, what you said earlier, I think it's true. I think if they keep losing, you'll see things come out about other people. Right. But until they do, it's just interesting that whenever the team struggles, well, it makes Carson, sense. He's the target. But well, it's Carson that the players within the own team target. That's the weird part to me. I see. That's why I, I agree with uh, Cap Marvelous here. Who's 
kind of chiming in on our live stream here. It, uh, it, I, I, the moment I read that, it still sounds like a coach to me. Well, that, I, that's uh, even worse then, don't you think? Not, not if it's not, like not a defensive really. coach. What if it's like, <laughs> like Corey Unlin? Who cares about Corey Unlin <laughs> thinks about and Carson Wentz, right? And I mean, couldn't it be? Unlin. I'm just saying, like, as an example, like, if it's a defensive coach, no, I okay. don't care. Here's the thing. You guys know more about football than I do, and Corey Unlin knows more about football than all of us. So right. if he is seeing whatever he's seeing and thinks Carson is to blame, that's interesting to me. Like, I, Corey Unlin's opinion on what he's seeing from the offense matters to me. And, if we're again, we're just assuming it's Corey. We're just... Right. We're just saying, for None example. None of this is a report. None yeah. of this is anything yeah, but I'm just saying, like, It was actually Ken Flajole yeah. who did it. Tim Hawk, the serious yeah. coach. Um, I, I just think, like, somebody in now three different times, people in that building that know way more than we do about both the dynamic of that building and football have pinned it on Carson. And that's just interesting to me. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's just interesting this keep hat. This no, I, I, I think it's not... You can't just brush it aside. That I'm not right. trying to say I that agree. either. Yeah. This is a continuing thing that like, okay, now this is but honestly, in both scenarios, this team and you've said this a million times, it feels like two thousand eighteen, people started talking. Yep. Uh, it feels like two thousand eighteen again here in two thousand nineteen. People are going to talk. And this is something that me and James battle every single time about chemistry versus talent and what brings the team together. Winning. Winning will always do this. And... Uh, you wouldn't hear a peep right now if this team is five and one heading into Dallas. You just wouldn't. Like they, they would. I shut agree up. with you. There would be there would be no issues here. Even even though that we can see clearly that the offense does not look the same. The defense is holding on to straws at this point. And almost, I mean, are you guys feeling the same way? I'm begging and pleading for Darby and Mills to be available and active for this game because you're just like. I don't want to do this again. Yeah, I have a I feeling like I know what's coming. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm just saying, like yeah. in general, just to have have some backbone between Razul and who knows how long Mills can actually play, even if he does uh, at all here. And that that is it. That's it. That's a bigger issue to me that no one. I and again, we don't know how many people this is really voicing here, but. It, it never felt like this team was on the same page anyway before any of this stuff happened over the last couple of weeks, and that's what has led us to me being severely depressed after a Sunday night football game and me just thinking, even going into Dallas this week, like what is going to rally around these troops here and just be like, okay, now they're going to turn it on, now they're going to turn it on, now they're going to turn it on. I, I, I don't know what that thing is. And uh, is, it, is it just, to me, I think it's Carson throwing the football this week and just ignoring the running game as much as you possibly can. So I was doing the another podcast with Brian Baldinger, and he watches every snap of every game each week, and he said at times it looks like the Eagles are flopping around out there. That's what he said. And, like, to me that falls on Doug, and Doug this week got kind of contentious during the press conference where I believe it was Les Bowen said something like, you know, each week your team doesn't come out right. fast. Or I forget his exact wording. And Doug – took it and said are you saying i'm not having my team prepared yeah and les said something like well i'm asking right but i think it's absolutely fair for I, as, yes for as highly as i think of doug of yes. it's definitely fair they, to say they were not prepared to play the vikings i think we can all agree <laughs> with that yeah. they've been behind they were down yeah. like 21 to 3 before you could even blink or 24 to 3 before you could blink yeah been behind 10 plus points and i don't five think there's any question games. they were not prepared i agree and that's a doug thing like we can yes. all point to carson percent whatever it's a but thing. i think doug is Doug is, for whatever you think of Carson, I think Doug has been exactly that same level. I, I, I've been very disappointed with Doug. That was my biggest issue with the last game was Doug. I thought, look, the secondary was horrendous, but I had a bigger issue with Doug. And I think on mass this season, for the most part, they have not been ready to play every game. They no. have not come out fired up, ready to go. And that was something in 2017 that was a hallmark of that team. Yeah. That's how they jumped on the Cardinals and the Broncos and all those teams. They just murdered those teams because they came out, punched them in the mouth, and then kept punching them in the mouth. I, we have not seen that from this team. I think it is very fair to question that. I mean, think about this. The, with the game still on the line against Minnesota, on third and two, I believe it was, they got a false, I mean, a delay of game. Yeah, that was bad. You like, never see that. I don't care what stadium you're in. That's bad. If, like, uh, who is the coach of Coach the Browns went, like, 2-30 and 30 or whatever? I can't Hugh, Jackson. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> if Hugh Jackson is a coach of that team that happens, everyone's saying, like, oh, classic Hugh you're team. You're right. Right? Yep, like, right. And there was another thing where in this game against the Vikings, again, they had 10 players on the field during a defensive snap. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a game where you see, I mean, the, the one touchdown pass, I think it was the 51-yarder, where you just see Diggs and Thielen are both wide open, and he could have thrown it to either guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 
That's bad. Like that is that is coaching right there. As much as it is talent, that is coaching as Big much time. as anything. And I think it's if we wanted to, and again, Barchard's dead right. When they're winning, everything's gravy. Yep. When they're not, right. But if you wanted to go right now through the coaching staff, who among the receivers like Matt? Coll- now I know they have a different coach each year, but like Matt Collins doesn't look great. JJ Arcega Whiteside hasn't looked great. What's the receiver coach doing? Who among the secondary since Coriolan's been here has legitimately really improved? Like. Maybe Rasul Douglas. Yeah, Rasul Douglas definitely has. I don't know. Jalen kind of. But I I think that when we say, like, how he's investing all these picks into players and none of them are turning into, like, very, very good starters, I think you can put that at Corey Unlin. The defensive ends. Well, I think you can all – I mean, I think you also have to put it on Howie, too. And also, by the way, by the way, uh, Mr. – got a total pass in this town. I don't know if Joe Douglas was very good while he was here. You look at Joe Douglas's record – we all touted him and hailed him. So I mean, we're going to go through really? the same thing again. Yeah, really. Well, so uh, <laughs> I did a, an article on WIP, and I I wrote down like the 42 notable moves Howie has made since 2018, 2019, and I had like 32 of them as misses. Like <laughs> it, when you look and you see the free agencies brought in and the moves he's made, like the majority of them are either not here or not contributing. And part of that is injury, like Malik Jackson's injury. There's nothing you can do about that. Yep. He's never really hurt. It's a freak injury. But at the end of the day, he's still not contributing. Yep. So when Howie has added very few players to this team that as they prepare for Dallas on Sunday, very few players in the last two years that you can say they're going to be contributing big-time players for the Eagles. Yeah, the thing that uh, – and we touched on this a little on Tuesday here, James, but uh, first, I think the vitriol towards Howie is really interesting to me over the past couple of – well, especially this week. Like, nothing's ever going to work out. These picks are dead. You know, Barnett's not as good. The signing of Brandon Graham is just okay. It's not great. All, all of this stuff. What I've come to the conclusion here is, as much as, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little scary how much you look at Seattle. There are two Super Bowls, uh, you know, winning one, going back to the other. And then it's a lesser version here as you lose in the divisional playoffs. But it's the exact same premise that you are put with. And... As many times as Howie Roseman and a lot of that front office said, we've studied so much what teams do, one, once they win a Super Bowl, what you do after, and what you do after after you sign a quarterback, right? Yes. So all of these things are happening here. Um, last year, we're dying for this team to go back to the Super Bowl, and we're just, yeah, pile up, whatever you got to do. Um, this, I honestly, looks like a team for the first time has won a Super Bowl and is trying to do three things at once. They're trying to sustain and stay younger because they know that those draft picks are there, which is why they didn't, for whatever reason, give Ramsey. Although if they really did, as reportedly, offer a one and a two, what's the difference? You know, if you're, it's two major picks that you're going to give up, but whatever. I think the, the Howie Roseman's biggest problem now is, A, you've lost your biggest right-hand man, uh, and, and who knows what's happening there. The, we all still want them to go back to the Super Bowl. That was the expectation. And you're stuck in the middle. You are stuck in this weird place where it's you have a bunch of aging players, but at the same time, like you still want to make sure that you're going forward enough. And the picks that he has honestly haven't been a, enough of an impact to carry them to wherever it needs to go. So, James, I think they're stuck in the middle. I, I think all of these moves the of like norm. not stuck not in going. I think I think it's not. I think that's way overreacting. I think I think to say uh, that they are they're. I mean, like do you basically implying that that. No, I'm just saying give it time because because we we these guys. I meant to add that on too. That's why I'm being very patient because we don't really really know what's what what to expect down the road here. Yeah. Especially next year with a new CBA. Look, that's not. I still think Harry Roseman is a good general manager. So do I. I and yeah. I think that this look. I think what happened was in 2017, how he was perfect. He was literally perfect. Like heading into that season, every move he made, it was it was unbelievable. Other than drafting Denell Pumphrey, pretty much everything else worked out. It was like kind of like Nick Foles' 28 and it, two season, yes, whatever, it where was it's like, like 20, he'll never do that again. Yes, it was like perfect. <laughs> and I think that that set an unrealistic bar. And look, we won the Super Bowl because of it. And now I think that. Howie's having some misses, and that happens. That happens to every general manager in the league. Look, Bill Belichick still hasn't drafted a wide receiver who can play. Still, yeah. to this day. Right. And yet he's won six Super Bowls. So I'm not willing to just because there are some misses right now and maybe some misevaluations on them, some things, throw Howie under the bus. I actually don't disagree with the general idea of older players over younger players yep. in today's NFL. Like, I've talked a ton, you guys know, about – you know, September is new preseason and all that. Right. But as a result, 
of the fact that you don't have as much time during the offseason to work with guys. It takes time for young players to be, you know, to be up to speed and to be willing, Certainly. like solid players in the NFL. So I think there's some real value to having some age, having some veterans who know how to do it, how to, you know, kind of get the season Coaches running. Too, for what it's worth. I just they think they wanna, missed you know. on some of them. And losing Malik Jackson was a killer. And losing Deshaun, which you can criticize Howie for. Because he gets hurt. Because he gets yeah. hurt and also not having any sort of backup plan. That's an yep. issue. But losing those two guys has been a killer. And then you add in the other injuries. I think that we are being too hard on Howie Roseman. I agree. He deserves some some... Again, like I think not having any sort of backup plan for Deshaun. Deshaun goes down and your offense yeah, it's a big, doesn't that's a work. Huge, yeah. Yeah, that's that's on Howie. There's no question. But I do think that that the – look, it's time to start criticizing Howie for the things he deserves it. But I think we might have gone a little far with yeah, it over the last – Yeah, definitely week. this week for sure. I think like everything you guys just said, if Carson heard that, he would just be like, ugh. Because – Winning the second one is so much harder than winning the first oh, one, no in question. my opinion, right. right? So, like, Carson, like, you know, he got them <laughs> most of the way there. Yep. He's never going to actually give given real credit for winning that Super Bowl. Well, you no, even yeah. said save the season last year, and you're going, yeah, like, and full oh, save the season last year, right? So, <laughs> so, like, if you're Carson, you're sitting there for however you think, for however good he is, whatever, it's just going to be really, really hard it's for him really to win hard. another and, one. And yep. You know what? Rephrase it. It's hard, to, it's hard to win the second. It's just hard to win the Super Bowl. In general, Bowl. yeah. Right. It's just really hard to win. So many things have to break your way. Even in the year the Eagles did it, things didn't break their way, and, and it just worked out. Like, Nick Foles played the two greatest games we've ever seen. Yeah. Like, things that shouldn't happen, happen. It's really hard to win the Super Bowl. And, and again, that's also why, like, even though this season looks like it's in peril right now, right. I, a lot can change over the last 10 weeks of the season. Like, you can't look at this team and say, oh, they're, they're a contender right now. But, like, the, there aren't that many good teams in the NFL, too. So, I like... I just think that it, it it has been a massive overreaction to a, a bad loss. Well, I don't think they're a very good team, but, but right now they are not. But I but well, they weren't I a good team. I say going into the season they were nine and seven. Right, so. but, but they were not a good team last year, and they went to the NFC. Oh, they but were yeah, a so catch away from the NFC okay. championship. But here's game, the problem with that logic, and people are going to use it as long as they keep losing and they they hang around five hundred. Like last year, first of all. For whatever role you think Nick Pol- Nick Foles played, going to Foles of changed that season. But also, they only got in because the Bears lost. Yeah, they to the got Vikings. lucky. But right. my yes. point, I'm I'm just that's using, not a way to consistently. I'm just, no, of yeah. course not. Well, you could say the using, same thing about the Super Bowl. Right, for what I'm it's just using it in a, as an example of of something that happens to many teams right. many years. The Chiefs started off 0 and 5 one year and went to the playoffs. I mean, like it, the NFL is weird, and they're yes. not. There's no great team. The Patriots are the closest thing we have to one right now. But I really legitimately believe that. 90% of the teams in the NFL could beat each other on any given day. Without question. So I'm just saying that right now it's very doom and gloom. Like, I don't think we, like, I think there's well, a lot of football still left. I think to be because, it went, but when you look big picture, the Eagles were supposed to be. Yeah, 13 since and they 3, the juggernaut Bowl, type. Right, of but team. even just since they won the Super Bowl, the Eagles were supposed to be like one of those four or five franchises where you're like, yeah, maybe on any given Sunday they can lose because any team, can, team right. can, but they're a team that each week you go, they are going to win this game. Totally. And then if they lose, something fluky happens. Well, that that's the crazy thing. They're, they're still the six best odds in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. That's like, got to be just because they're the Eagles. Uh, that's though. my point, though. Like they, they are considered one of those franchises. Or even do they know the fans are just silly enough I mean, to... Six <laughs> best odds, crazy. It's yeah. crazy, and I think it shows how wide open it is this year. Yeah, I agree, I, yeah, I agree I, with that. I think there's... And it's interesting thinking it in this way, too, is like... Howie almost some of these moves, at least from last year, kind of made it seem like now let's go get Carson one two so we can get over this shit, and that's actually what is I agree. kind of like holding these guys back from from deciding and making a move going going forward, whatever that is. I mean, interesting to note that today, especially on the midday show, Howard uh, uh, Eskin is saying it's a ninety five percent chance that they are going to make a move at some point, and more than likely that move is going to be at wide receiver. So you kind of wide receiver. You didn't say more than likely wide receiver. He just said. I wouldn't be surprised, be surprised if it was a wide To me, my read on yeah. that would be the Deshaun Health thing, right? I mean, if they're going to yeah. go get a receiver. Yeah. Howard also said that the Eagles did not suggest surgery to Deshaun, which I know we've heard from other places Man. that they did. Wow. So I don't know what to believe there. It's not great. And, that, and this kind of, Jesus. I mean, I don't know. That pisses me off. I'm not, I didn't hear that part of it. So Mad that, about what? That, like, why wouldn't the team recommend surgery? Well, we have no idea what his well, medical. We don't know are. what his injury is. Yeah, like he might not. I mean, it might not, not be smart clear, surgery. Clearly, yeah. It's, or it uh, could be a surgery where his season would be over right, or whatever. Yeah. Like, there, there. We know. don't know the inside. You know, like right, we don't know. Fair. But back to like the whole 
you know, you can go 0-5 and, and all these things. One thing Howie said when he became general manager again was, we have found, and it's obvious, not like it's like a secret under a rock, but you need to be those top two seeds to consistently advance in the playoffs. And I right. think that's why this game on Sunday is so huge because if you're the Eagles, yes, you still have a, you can lose a game on Sunday and make the playoffs. You can lose a game on Sunday and maybe still win the division. But winning on Sunday makes it a lot easier because at the very least then you'll be tied with the Cowboys on the year. If you lose on Sunday, you stand the possibility then of losing to them again and then you're 0-2 and they lose the tiebreaker. The Eagles, if they're going to make a serious run in the playoffs, no matter how hot they are going in, you cannot play three straight road games. Like It's just going to be too hard in the playoffs. So this game on Sunday... It's I, hard. I said it's it, been done before, but it's hard. It, it's been done like, you know... A yeah, handful times. of times, yeah. right? But like, I mean, we've each, seen it happen. I mean, the Giants did it, Packers did it. I mean, teams have done yeah. it. Yeah, teams have done it, but it's it's way harder than playing at home and having a bye. Right? Yeah. So, of course, there's no question. Yeah, so I think Sunday's a huge game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's a it's, massive game. It's there, the biggest game of Carson's career. Until I don't know next, about like, that, like, but yeah, until that, the next you one, you're right. Freaking two weeks ago, because it was the biggest game of his career two weeks ago. I don't think I said. Well, I think the Rams game was absolutely. So that that's how like time works right the I mean, rams like, game in 2017 was bigger that was uh, for i disagree the first, that but was for the number one seed like yeah but his like reputation wasn't really on the line there yeah like, but he was in the midst of an mvp season and that, it was the biggest game but it was the biggest game of the season yeah. to that point like that's a right. massive game but if they would have lost that game what would the reaction the next day have been like oh that sucks so you know they're not gonna be the one seed but maybe they can still go to la right if carson loses on sunday night the reaction on Monday, depending how it goes, so, obviously. So, I mean, look, biggest... But if it, it's all their it's losses, like normal, it's going to be the offense wasn't good enough, they came out slow, Carson lost to Dak yeah, again. I don't know. I know what you're saying. And look, I think it's right up there. I'm not arguing that it's, it's not a massive... It's a huge game for him. It won't... <laughs> the, it is a big game. The, the biggest game of his career will be whatever playoff game that he's well, in. Of course but, it but, will but, be, but yeah. I, but, but, and we already know that. But, but I, I, I can't say he hasn't played those games Super Bowl 57. No, I'm with you. I think it's a fair thing to say. I think, again, I would probably say the Rams game, but like, it's Just right say it's there. one of the biggest games. That's all you have to say. It's the biggest nah, game. Yeah, well, all right. It is. Well, oh, fine. I mean, it's, it's the second the, the, biggest he's game. Gonna like, have, he's going to have, gonna have three of the say. most important games of his career this season at home against Chicago, Seattle, and New England. But he hasn't played those games. Oh, okay. That's how it works. I can't say like... I'm with Elliot actually on this one. I don't get your point. The biggest game of your career can't be a game you haven't played. You could say that almost every week about any NFL opponent, too. You can say that Carson Wentz's biggest game of his career is is this one on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys and it's it not because they can still go three and four back out have all but those home runs moment, run the table it's a like, statement whatever. about the moment, in the moment in the moment Carson it, has never stepped on a football field like he has on Sunday night with as much pressure on him Sunday night football against the Cowboys three and three right. with his career where it's at right now you're right if they make the playoffs that'll be the biggest game of his career but up until right now in the 46 games Carson's played this is the biggest, or at very worst, number two. Sweet. I, I'm, I'm actually with you. Change I agree. Your answer again in the next couple of weeks here too, but <laughs> because it, could it be hasn't happened game. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I, this isn't that confusing. Yeah, That's like yeah, saying right. like this you is the hottest right. girl I've ever dated. Because well, when we you look could date back, a hotter down the road, but you, you, you can't define what was the biggest moments of someone's career while it's happening. Yes, you can't. You say it going in. Of course, there will be retrospect. Were we all saying that it was the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career in 2007 against Carolina, or were you just saying let's see what happens? Going into but, the Super Bowl, we said, oh, this is Nick Foles' biggest game yeah. of his career because it was his biggest game of his career. And guess like, what? Uh, if going into that Carolina game, we said it was the biggest game of his career, we were correct then. Yeah, it but there's been, been we games didn't know since that then. until but after it, the fact because it reignited no, this the whole big, thing. You know going into a game if it's the biggest game Well, whatever. Semantics aside, it's a huge fucking game yes. on Sunday night, yes. especially for me to kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, like, what is this mess that is happening? And honestly, like, let me just vent for a second because I know that there's I been uh, a, a million it. different takes on Jalen Ramsey you fucking make that trade every day of the week yeah on every trade. like like clockwork anybody that's saying that is mortgaging the future one needs to look at Carson Wentz and how much that actually mortgaged the future for this football team it's a 24 turning 25 year old guy no uh it is he's not the same age as Andre Dillard or whatever <laughs> was going around with oh, I think Zach Rosenblatt corrected himself but yeah like it, it, it's young enough it's young talent at, at the, one of the most dire uh, positions of need and yes could you make the argument for another pass rusher absolutely you could have letting Jalen Ramsey walk to the Rams and it's a different situation than what it would be here the Rams are going to be in cap hell yes they don't have any future but in terms of what they have in terms of talent and what they use to those picks 
I probably would have done the same things. And they're three and two, and they're trying to they're three and three, three and three. Excuse me, and they're trying to you know, and and they Jenison Marcus uh, Marcus Peters, and a lot of people asked about why didn't Howie. Why wasn't Howie in on that? Marcus Peters is terrible. He's terrible. He's wow. so bad. And he's a freelancer. He's probably, Marcus Peters is horrendous. Okay, he's it, he's probably it. better than all the... And I, like I don't the think he's better. Else. Like, I, Marcus I plays, though. Don't. Like, he Mar- makes plays. No, 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 not anymore. Some, Marcus yeah, Peters is yeah, bad, man. He's, he's had bad. a pick six six year. Marcus Peters is bad. <laughs> he's, he's a pick six six year. I'm not saying... In terms of more talented, absolutely. I wouldn't have traded for him. I'm just saying he's not terrible. No, I wouldn't have either. And maybe he turns his... You know, it's it's brilliant for the Rams because he walks away. They get a comp pick out of the deal anyway. But... Um, I, I look at the whole landscape of this, and we don't know all the information, honestly. But if you're if you're cutting the line at a first and a second, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I agree. What's the difference? You know, in be in be, and maybe that's in a, in the same year or back to back years or whatever it is. But like, you know, I, I, or if the fourth round pick was the thing it was holding, like I just I just don't understand it. I can't wait, and, and I know that. Who is it? Jason Kelsey said they tried to do all that they could and they tried to make this thing work. But I, I, I think that's a huge missed opportunity um, for now and for the future. And because pe- the way people describe this thing the whole week is like, well, would you rather have Andre Dillard and Derek Barnett or would you ha- rather have Jalen Ramsey? No, they already have those two players. That's what I'm saying. Like if they had to kind of go back and reinforce, um, you know, and it, and it was like there was literally no other option uh, for Jason Peters, no. Like, you, there's there's still a lot of obvious holes on this team that you probably need to go and draft. But like, I don't know. Did I ever tell you guys the story of the first time I bought a car? No, it's a very applicable story. Okay, you good. ready? All right, I can't so wait. I guess it was 2008 because it was a 2008 Chevy Cobalt. 2008, I was just out of college or just in college, I forget. And I went to look at a car, and I was like, "This is what I'm going to pay, and I'm not going to go over it." So I go in there, I look <laughs> at the car. And I was actually strong enough to leave the first time. And keep in mind, this was a brand new car that didn't even have electric windows. So I was doing a bad job at the time of right. shopping. So he calls me in, calls me the next day, and he's like, he's like, come back in. I'll give it to you at the price you want. I'm like, perfect. So I go in, and obviously the price starts to rise, right? And so I'm sitting at the table, and I'm like, I'm not going to pay more. I'm not going to pay more. And then he goes, he's like, why? It's 10 extra dollars a month. Like, that's a pizza. And he stands right. up, and he's yelling, and he's pointing at me. And I bought the car. So <laughs> he sold you, huh? Yes. So to John's point, like I agree. If you're gonna do a first and a second, I would have just gone to a two. I would have too. Because I'm a terrible yeah. negotiator. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to set a price and just stick at it. Yeah. I would have done the trade. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's because I'm soft. I would have done the trade too. And but I also understand having a, a value on something and and sticking yeah. to it. I get that. Because that goes I, around the league, right? I would have made regret the buying the car. It does it's look. It 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 in a very scary way reminds you of. The Phillies, you know, it reminds you of Matt Klentak and valuate. Oh, we didn't want Dallas Keiko because of our evaluation right. on him. Our n- us not making a trade the ted- trade deadline. I mean, it makes you wonder. First and foremost, does Howie fully believe in the team? I think it's something you have to ask yourself. If he was willing to go one and two, but not two ones and a four, why? Why? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like so I think yeah. I think in this case though, like if you're saying Howie didn't want to trade, I think it. he's going to make other trades. Right. I think is what it is. Is he looked at it and said, "All right, I can trade two ones and a four for Ramsey, or I can trade these three picks for two guys, or this, right. or that, or whatever." But I think ultimately, I, I'm with you guys. I would have made the trade. He's a difference maker. He's a 24 year old who you have around for a long time. It also could be, by the way, though, that the Rams have not made have not signed Ramsey long term, and. The the quotes coming out about it are really interesting. Less need, like it seems like we're not talking about that right now. Yeah. There is a possibility that Howie Roseman said, I'm not doing this deal unless I can sign him to a long-term deal. And Jam Rams is like, well, I'm not signing a deal. Yeah, with it. could be. So that is something that we don't know that right. is a possible explanation for why they didn't go through. I, I do think, though, in terms of the whether he believes in the team or not, I think like if you don't trade a fourth for JHI the Super Bowl year, or if you don't trade like a third for Golden Tate last year, those are moves where I'm like, okay, maybe you don't believe in the team. But two two number ones and a four, I think that almost is such it a high like price. It goes it past like, it, right? Yeah. That's like a franchise altering decision. Yeah, yeah. So totally. I don't think it. I, but and I, I was just pausing. I don't no, think no, that, I, but yeah. But I think a lot of people have said that. I, I think that though the message Howie has sent is he's going to sink or swim with his players this year. Sydney Jones, Derek Barnett, right. Rasul Douglas, Miles Sanders, right? God, like he, he's passed on a lot of players Sydney that could take those Jones, chances. Sink or swim with Sydney Jones, Bartram boy, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope not anymore. We can we can hang out. Do you still bar, get, let, let's get let's get John on the record here. Do you still believe in Sydney Jones? Not in the not as a Philadelphia. Yeah, Eagle. I just, I don't know how you could. I man. think he needs to go somewhere else and just you know. Can I give f- a pro Sydney take? Because. I think it's very hard to play cornerback for Jim Schwartz. 
Oh yeah, your we, boy. we yeah, chatted that's about that fine, too. but uh, like, sorry, I, it's your job. Yeah. Like, I'm, I know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a fit. I think he's. I mean, just just in terms of what Malcolm said, he's clearly talking about Sydney. He doesn't have any confidence. I think he's soft, and man. That's the difference. I just think I, he's soft. Like I, again, yeah. like I when mean, Doug Peterson, who very rarely rips specific players in this way, basically said, "Dude has to learn to play through stuff." Yeah. I mean. That was such an indictment yeah, I agree. for me. Like, and then on top of that, I just look. He may never get that athleticism back. He doesn't look like the same guy as he did at Washington. Achilles tear is a serious injury. I know Brandon Brooks is a superhuman and whatever. Physically, he looks. Maybe fine, Sidney Jones saying. is never the same. I mean, he doesn't yeah. look as fast. He doesn't. Right. I. I, I, don't know. I, I, I think uh, he's sophomore. It's than disheartening. Like it sucks because then it's everybody has the retrospect on it and this is you know what i told elliot too is like listen there was a lot of people that were agreeing with a lot of that process which is why i don't get the the blowback from howie it was, at this it time was howie season. you know i mean a lot of a lot of people thought that he was making the right moves which and is I why i'm gonna give him time you I, know like i you also can't. think that was a fair risk to take yeah. Cindy jones was a top 10 ish type of talent the cowboys who, did the same thing and it worked out for them i think you, you can, know yeah, they did yeah, it's know, a great point you know. they did jalen smith is a star I think you can make the point. And that was a worse injury for what it's worth. And let me finish before you jump over me. <laughs> I think I no Derek promises. Barnett might be a worse pick than Sidney just in the fact that he's a top 15 pick. He's supposed to be like Pro Bowl difference-making player, and he's been, at best, extremely average in his uh, career. I mean, look, at least he's contributed. I mean, at least he's no, yeah, playing right, on an NFL right. field. But I think if you're in your top 15 pick, you need to be a special player, and he uh, has not been special. I mean, look, I, th- I think if you're a top 15 pick, you have to be a starter, like a quality yeah. starter in the NFL. Oh, you don't have to be special. Really? Yeah. I, I think, think if you're a top five player, you have to be special. How many be... players in the NFL will get traded for a top 15 pick right now? Well, the NFL overvalues draft picks. Right. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Like, yeah. those are valued as, those are, those are supposed to be like. I think that that's way too high expectations to expect the 15th player in the draft every year to be well, a, 14, a stud. But yeah. 14, 15, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, it happens. And their guys obviously taking later or stud and stuff. But I personally think that if I draft at the 14th pick and I get someone who is a starter for me for a decade or something like that, like that i'm fine i'm happy yeah uh, i'm i just Fair. noticed that a lot of the time uh, these guys uh really like production and they don't bet on the athlete Potential. side of it yeah. you know and they're that's that's kind of what a lot of these things are outside of sydney i would say like Razul was a productive corner he wasn't the most athletic guy that's sitting in there well either, that so. is an in, that has been one of the real critiques i would say of howie yeah. and of joe douglas yes. in this whole process is the idea that they have valued college production yeah. over metrics over being fast all that type of stuff and it looks like that might not be a smart way to draft i've always been a college production guy i've always been like you know i've believed in what i saw on the field from guys i mean maybe it you know maybe they need to at least tweak that yeah i yeah i think so too um especially towards the bottom end of the rounds here too which is like crazy that we're heading into like week 7 of the season where talking about draft picks and what didn't did not almost like the season is over and again Carson's biggest game of his career is on Sunday night so uh let's uh let yeah, give you the quotes. clearly <laughs> gave me the air quotes there uh, there was he a just demeaned you in yeah. front of yeah. me yeah, clearly the biggest game of his career but well, well done well, yeah, John. yeah what one of the things that uh <laughs> like wait we will sure to have plenty of on Sunday night and I'm going to desperately need I think I've uh, the both cases came in yes. today so I'm very excited for the liquid death as it is death to plastic everybody I mean like this is it's it's ridiculous how many times that we spend our lives grabbing water bottles throwing them in the recycle uh, bin and then feeling like we were doing something to save the planet when it's really just going to the landfill because you can't recycle plastic anymore which is why our friends over at Liquid Death want you to try them out if you're already convinced uh, if we've convinced you enough, then it's simple. Go to liquiddeath.com slash GoBirds. It's $2 off every single case. If you haven't tried it yet, I'm not even sure why, uh, because, I mean, like... I mean, it it's is, awesome water. It's awesome. It is, it it's is, a tall boy yeah. aluminum 16-ounce can with flaming skulls. It's perfect for Halloween. Uh, and they're allowing you right now, especially around Halloween time, sell your soul for a free case of water. If you're unsure about it, liquiddeath.com. Uh, all the information's there, and of course, it's just like it's a no-brainer. Yeah, well, it's very good for you know a soul is a inanimate thing, right? That, you know, we don't even know if it really exists or not. Yeah. So it's, you're, a big, it's a big ask. You're no basically you getting it. a free for at least some people are getting a free case of water for something they probably don't it's believe in anyway. Like saying, you know what, I, I am going to pull the trigger on Ramsey, and I am going to give my soul know, out. Look, see my, what happens, my you know? soul was so beaten down <laughs> by Sunday's loss, the Vikings that. 
I, it's, uh-huh. it's, I don't think it's worth anything anymore, yeah. so they may as well take it. I right. will say this. If you got to some point where you needed your soul, it was a real thing, and you sold it for a case of water, <laughs> <laughs> this is the water that's worth it. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah uh, it was definitely right. Liquiddeath.com, liquiddeath.com slash GoBirds, again, for $2 off of uh, uh, every case that you buy there. So uh, let's... Let's make some predictions here, guys. As tomorrow, if you're listening to this or watching this, we're actually going to be at Parks Casino, Chill. Uh, and we're going to go cool. through. We're going to go through the entire list of games uh, oh, up there and awesome. uh, and oh, try and play God. some bets and roll <laughs> on over there. We're indoctrinating Elliot into what we do. <laughs> Bartrid and I have gone through the yeah. full slate many times. Yes, yes, we have. It's going to be excited. a lot of fun. It'll be, it's gonna be good. Get, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm going to really do. This is it. what I promise. Whatever Elliot picks, I will make a parlay right there that night. Tomorrow night, all what? of them. There I'll we go. Just go. I'll go right there. I'll be like, let's do. Let's do all do of a, Elliot's like picks. Would you bet your soul on like it? Parlay, 50, but like we'll take his first three games. I bet on those. We'll take well, next three. I well, bet on oh, those. Okay. I'll put a parlay in tomorrow. We'll do one big one. We'll do one big one of all. We'll do a Go Birds Pod parlay. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. So that's happening. But gentlemen. Uh, what is going to happen Sunday night? What are we feeling? I don't want to go first. You guys go. I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go first. Okay. They're going to lose. Oh, oh, no. I had this as a loss you know, last week. I felt like they were going to beat the Vikings. And if they showed me something, maybe they convinced me, like, wow, they really have fixed out. Uh, fixed out. They fixed their offensive issues. You know, their defense isn't a complete sieve. Yeah, there's players coming back. And, yes, I want to believe that Doug and Winnie says they're close, but – um, and listen, Doug's good on Sunday night. Like, this whole team should be good on Sunday night football. But uh, th- there is no way in my mind, even though the, the Dallas Cowboys are reeling right now, they've lost three in a row. They lost to the Jets and Sam Darnold. They're having constant conversations about who's going to be the next head coach yeah. after this, which is crazy. And there are some people that are that think that he's taken over the play calling, Jason Garrett, that is, which would be... Yeah, that's one of I, my favorite conspiracy I theories I hope that's true, because right that's hilarious. It's like people like analyzing me like, there's no way Jason Garrett is not <laughs> taking this back. You can tell. <laughs> Kellen, Kellen Moore out team. there snitching oh, to his reporters. Yeah. Is like, it yeah. possible Kellen Moore is just not a genius? Genius? Yeah. I don't know. Is yeah. that possible too? I don't know. Um, I, if you thought that the uh, the Eagles' defense is going to struggle against the Vikings' offense and what they provide, uh, I think it's equally, if not better, challenge uh, for what uh, the Dallas Cowboys do. I hope they give the ball to Zeke fifty times, like you know Jerry and Stevens Jones keep suggesting here. But I don't, I don't see that happening. So I, I think the Eagles lose. 27 21 something like that all right i'll go so i think the biggest issue in this game for me is the fact that jason peters isn't playing i think they were all overlooking that because people are focusing on deshaun and other things jason Peters has been playing at a pretty high level and i think andre dillard's a major question mark that being said this feels like a carson wentz win for me oh, just like oh, oh, oh welcome oh, to the light boy. side it just feels like a game he's gonna win wow. i feel like he did it against the packers he was okay against the vikings but like i don't think the vikings will put up as many points as the uh i don't think the cowboys will put up as many points as the vikings did i'm a little worried about the cowboys having to lose four in a row that's like a trash team thing to do and i don't think they're complete like trash i think they're not as good as i thought but they're an average team I think this one finally swings Carson's way. I wow. think Sunday night in the postgame pod, we're talking about the biggest win of Carson Wentz's career. Oh. I think they win this game 28-21. Can you pinch me? I'm going to make sure I'm awake, and this is actually is a real this, thing that just, is happening. Wow. Welcome right. to my side for once, Elliot. <laughs> it's way brighter. Happy to have here. you here because the Eagles will win on Sunday. And I just think it's because Dallas sucks. And I'm not saying that as Dallas sucks, this is even the though best James even though Dallas does indeed suck. I think like literally this Dallas team no, is not do. good right now. I, I they're playing without both tackles. Amari yeah. Cooper's not gonna be playing. They are even more beat up at prominent positions than the Eagles are. This is as much a because again, I'm with you, John. I understand. After we saw what we saw on Sunday against the Vikings, it's hard to think this team could do anything right. Right. Dallas is in worse shape. Dallas has beaten nobody. I legitimately buy into the whole Jason Garrett as an issue thing. I just think the Eagles are a better team right now, even though I don't like either team that much heading into this game. It's more an anti-Cowboys pick than a pro-Eagles pick, but I definitely think there will be points. I don't trust either of these defenses right now. I'm going to go 31 to 24. 31 to 24. I mean, uh, granted, I mean, like uh, Dallas injuries couldn't have come at a worse time for them. And Barchard feels left out. 
Just no. switch it back. No, Not kidding. at all. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel left out. I just. I feel left out all the time, so, you know. Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, I don't I was, Ellie was projecting there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. You know, I'm It's like se- looking at I'm a better secure. version getting, of myself. We're getting, yeah. oh, we're getting like a look at Elliot's soul right here, which yeah. thank God he didn't sell, which, so we can yeah, actually see I've it. I've sold yes. three times a week for the last month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, somebody's saying that. Uh, hot take, you look uh, bigger than you actually appear, and you're more like a UFC fighter. It was just. You know, people think I look there. like Conor McGregor sometimes. I don't think so. Or no, sorry. Well, actually, him and Chuck Liddell. I get both of them. I don't Chuck see Chuck Liddell. Like really? I don't yeah. see more, that. More, more than Conor. I, I, yeah. like, I get. I get them too. I get Leonardo DiCaprio. I get Matt Damon. <laughs> it's, I got someone say I look like Eminem before. Yeah. Like, it's just like. Generic white people. It must feel nice. I see none now. Of here's a question: Do you think he means bigger, like I look fat, or do you think he means bigger, like no, like muscular? You'd be a little ah, afraid yeah. to fight me. Le- and no, you should, be afraid you, should, to yeah. you should be honored that you get guys like Conor McGregor or Chuck Liddell yeah, or, or yeah. what were the other ones? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Get, no, he I'm, gets Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I get Leonardo DiCaprio more than any of them combined. Like and I get it probably like once or twice issue. a month. I swear I, on my yeah. life. I get any fat guy. You get Radko Gudis. That, that is. That Jason has Kelsey. Thick eyebrows and dark hair and a beard. And although that's every like time I see that Stefan Wisniewski after the Super Bowl picture tweeted out or whatever, I just want to see CJ. John Margard because it looks just like John Margard on the field. Anybody, literally anybody that has husky shape and uh, and a beard, but you don't have the beard anymore, you and James? you're not husky anymore. By the way, I I kept I some of the scruff. I, I just get the voice thing with Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Yeah, I get Charlie Day voice. Like I don't really get any. You don't any really look like yeah. him. But I feel like because of your voice and your whole excited demeanor, I, I could brown see. Hair. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that's something. You know. Similar Either facial hair situation. Tall. Yeah. I yeah. can see it. All right. Well, it's another uh, two to one. I don't think we've ever officially agreed on everything. Well, Washington, Probably Washington. was the only one that I could well, think the of. The Jets, right? Yeah. yeah. I would uh, hope. So yeah. I just I lied think- to all of you immediately and I apologize for that. But uh, not apologizing to Nick's uh, bar and grill here as uh, they have been fantastic hosts along with Bud Light as always sending us out on Thursday nights. We really appreciate that. And again, thank you to Liquid Death for uh, being a, being with us this entire uh, month of October here. So for uh, L.H. Shore Parks, for James Seltzer, I'm John Barchard wishing you good bets and uh, good hunting. And uh, as they used to say in the old country, James, go birds. <laughs>